My guest today for our podcast is uh, Pastor Andrew Agnew, who is in a church plant near the city of Edinburgh in an ex-mining village called Wallaford. Andrew, I would like you to share something about the story of the living room church that you pastor. So the wonderful thing is that it has a long history. Um, way back in 1926, some um, wonderful Christian people decided that they wanted to pray for the village. And they were faith mission pilgrims. Started a prayer union that then grew into what became the Wallyford Mission. It was led by an amazing man um, who everybody loved in this village called Charlie Jury. And then Faith Mission had a lot of um, a lot of contact with them, helped them over the years. Many other people that did various outreaches in the village. And then, really, towards the end of um, of the nineties, the trustees of the of what was Wallyford Mission felt that things were maybe coming to an end with what they were doing but they wondered if God had finished with the with the work and they f- they prayed and prayed and prayed for a number of years and felt actually that God hadn't finished but mm-hmm. that it wasn't them that were going to do anything about it so they approached Corroborts Christian Centre what was Corroborts Mission Corroborts Close Mission in its own day and they said look would you think about taking this over and it just so happened you could say it was wonderful that in God's plan they were thinking about doing church planting Mm -hmm. and so it was a perfect time to think about well yeah maybe this is something that we could do um, jump in with and and lead a work with so you really came here with your wife and family at a at that juncture, whenever the changeover was taking no. place, or shortly after that, no, Carol, my wife, and I, we um, we were in Mexico as missionaries, working with street children in Mexico City. Okay, and the church asked us to come back. We had felt that God was, was closing doors there for us, and so they invited us to come back to Wallyford. So the the work had been going with a youth work and a mums and tots work for a few years. And then when we got back over, um, Corrobbers said, look, can we give you five years to see what you can do? We'll pay mm-hmm. your salary and can you see about starting a church? So it took us about a year getting to know people, getting to see the work that had been done, making our own contacts, getting a lay of the land and then forming a team mm-hmm. and then starting to plan for a launch event and to start having Sunday morning services and to throw the net out and see what would happen. So that was a year of of praying and working and meeting and planning and inviting and trying to form a group of people, um, some of whom were people from Corrubbers who had been involved in the TOTS group and in the youth work mm-hmm. to come and be part of that team because they already had a connection with it and a heart for it. Corrubbers, of course, is situated in the Royal Mile in Edinburgh, the yeah. capital city of Scotland, yeah. uh, which has a long history in its own right. Uh, but... Uh, it's been quite an exciting story for you in the last eight, nine years. It's, it's been really incredible, but you would never want to talk about it as though you just come and everything just happens. You you have to be in it for for the work, and you've got to be in it for the long term. Mm-hmm. And it's been really incredible being Northern Irish person, coming to a place like Wallyford, which is very community-minded, very family-minded, a close-knit community, and actually, it's been remarkable being a Northern Irish person coming here. Um, Carol and I both being Northern Irish, actually how easy it's been to get to know people, to get involved um, in the life of the village. And so we started off with 30 people. And now we have just over 100 people um, mm-hmm. who come to us on a Sunday morning. And they're, you would say a large um, amount of those people are from Wallyford. But of course, when you start a new church, 
you sometimes get people coming from other villages and so we would call ourselves a very East Lothian church but with mm-hmm. a real heart for Wallyford mm-hmm. yeah so it really is a, an autonomous work it's self-supporting and self-governing do you know yes the wonderful thing was that Corrubbers gave us five years of support but after three years there were enough people coming to the church who were giving to the church and wanted to give to the church to support it that we were actually financially independent of Corrubbers after three years but we never lose our contact with Corrubbers because mm-hmm. um, I still check in with the pastors there. One of the pastors from Corrubbers called David Anderson, he actually mentors our elders group and comes okay. out to us a number of times a year. So Corrubbers are still a big part of who we are and um, we're so grateful for the ties with them. You're living in the village and being amongst the people, of course, has been one of the key uh, things, uh, bonding and doing all that you do through the school? Very much so. Um, I mean, I know that sometimes people choose to live outside of the community that they're ministering in and because it can be very absorbing. But, you know, First Thessalonians talks about how um, Paul says to the Thessalonian people that they've become so dear to him and um, that he wanted to be with them. And we've just felt that being available to our community. We are involved with the primary school. We run a club in the primary school. We're actually thinking of moving our church into a new primary school building. Um, Carol served and I have served on the community council, on, uh, on the parent council in the mm-hmm. primary school. I've served in the community council. Um, and then, of course, because you're the pastor of a church, you get involved in civic events like remembrance and they have a switching on of the Christmas tree lights and they have the Christian message shared at that. So it's wonderful to be able to get out mm-hmm. and to be seen by a community, but also just to be around. And our church meets actually um, at the moment and has met since we started in what was a minor social club. So a place, an ex-mining village, as you said at the beginning, where the the pits were shut in the 30s and 40s. Okay. and But a lot of unemployment, but every community would have had their own social club. And the social club here is very active. It runs tea dances for elderly folks. Um, It's tremendous heart for the community. And it's wonderful, actually, to be able to meet as a church in this club. So they have a beautiful function room that we can use and a lounge that we can use that uh, we get to use before the bar opens later on in the day. Mm -hmm. But just around now, you're at an exciting stage and a possible new phase coming up. Yeah, we need so much wisdom. We have, um, we've been growing and growing um, slowly, but we've been growing steadily. And we have the opportunity to move to the new primary school that's been built. And it's because of growing and then thinking about a growing community, because our community is actually tripling in size with the, the building of houses across East Lothian. Actually, our there are 2,000 homes being built in our village, and our village only has a population of 3,000. It's probably, over the next 10 years, going to go to about 10,000 people at least. They've built a new purpose-built primary school to accommodate the expansion. They're also building a new secondary school in our t- what's going to be a town, really. And we feel that it could be a good opportunity for us to take a move to... Uh, to the primary school it's new it's very bright it's very beautiful um but also it's a little bit more neutral we've had a couple of people come along to church um who haven't been able to stay with us because they come from addiction backgrounds and alcoholism 
we don't want to be a church where people can't come to us just because we meet in a, in a club. Mm-hmm. And it's been wonderful to do that. But actually, in the longer term, it'd be great to find an even more neutral venue. And so we believe that the primary school could be that. It's not a church, so we need to think creatively about how we can use it. But at this moment, we've been taking our ministry leaders of our kids' work and our audiovisual work and, and everything that happens on a Sunday morning, catering and taking them to the school to look at it, to pray about it, to think about how we could use it. The head teacher's wonderful, and she's been incredible to to accommodate us and to help us think about things that we can use while we're there that they have and um, using sharing resources so it's been it's been very good and we're positive about it mm-hmm. it's not cheap um because it's a sunday it's um kind of the usual price for hiring per hour plus another half again because okay. it's out of normal hours um, so well we'll maybe hear more about that at a future date and when you get established there and uh there will be people who would want to, I'm sure, follow the, the course of uh, the progress of the ministry and the work, Andrew. And I trust that it will, will be a, a great success. Of course, the real heart of your mission to this district is to see people come to Christ. Totally. And, you know, and as, as we think about a move to a different place, Sometimes that gives opportunities for a rethink about who you are as a church. And actually, over this past year, we have done a, a work across the church. And what we th- what what is our DNA? What makes us a church? What make what makes us us as the Living Room Church in Wallyford? And you know the wonderful things about um, we went around all of our home groups, and most people in the church are involved in a home group. And we went to our youth as well, and we asked them, "What would you say our church is about?" We collated these things together and there were three things came out very strongly. People love the Bible. They love to talk about it. They love to see how it, how it relates to their lives. They want to they obey God and what God says in his word. They want to grow closer to him. And that was really strong. And so we, one of our strands of our DNA we call know. And that's knowing God personally, but also knowing who he is, knowing about him, things that he says about us, things that he says about himself that we can really grow in. And actually, we're doing a, 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 a short series in the church at the moment about what holds us together, the things that we believe about God that hold us together mm-hmm. as a group, as well as hold us together when when the storms come. And that's been really good for us. But another strand as well is to connect. And we, we're, we're a church which has grown to care for one another. And when we look at the early church in Acts, um, chapter 4 especially, we think about how they had all things in common and they shared. And so we've really used our home groups as a a way to help us to care and not let anybody fall through the net. And people feel that they've got nobody. And we want everybody to have somebody in the church. Good friendships as well as good accountability and also encouragement. And so our home groups help us um, with discipleship. Um, We talk in our home groups about what we've been looking at on a Sunday morning. We deepen that through questions we've got time to pray with one another um and so that's our that's our connect connect with god um through our worship through our times together um and connect with others as well and then tail our last one and some of these things we need to work on too but our tail is we don't keep it to ourselves we must be people who are involved in personal evangelism we must be involved in mission worldwide as well as in our doorstep and so our tail aspect is that we never keep this to ourselves we've got to tell other people so that they can know so that they can connect and then they can tell so that other people can know and they can connect and tell and so we'll find that 
our discipleship model is going to be helping people to feel comfortable and to know God more mm-hmm. so that they can feel that they're following him and connecting with him and then um, partner with people and then tell others so that they can know and that kind of amazing cycle of, mm-hmm. of helping our, mm-hmm. our church to know where we're going. And that's our DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a great thing. And, and with moving to a new building, it almost helps us to almost relaunch again. And so we're using this to refresh our... Um, our website, and also just to reinvigorate ourselves to say, look, we're moving to a bigger facility, hopefully. There's space. There's space for a lot more people here. Yeah. We have room for growth. Good. Invite people. Good. Get into people's lives. Share with them. Good. Well, that's exciting uh, to get an update on the the ministry and to hear what's happening in the village of Wallaford, which is to become a town as mm. this development continues. And Andrew, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And please never think that this sounds that we've got it all sorted. We need prayer. We need wisdom. And so thank you so much for listening.